Hello and welcome to the Omega Republic, a radio podcast program for the furry and brony community. I am your host, Copper Cap. Also joining me today is Cosmic Prose. Hello. Thank you for joining us here on Suiting Up for Life, where we seek out those in the furry fandom and get to know what it's like to be a furry and or brony and what they do to make who they are a part of the community. Today, we have Teleworking Dragon, also known as Green Dragon, joining us from Texas. Good evening, and thank you for, for having me. We're pleased to have you here. We thank you very much. Today, Green Dragon has uh, chosen the uh, Care Rescue Charity for, for our charity program. Care to give a brief description of it? Yeah, sure. Um, CARE is a nonprofit. They care for uh, Center for Animal Research and Education for abandoned and rehomed uh, large cats, any uh, tigers, lions, leopards, pumas, and a three-legged llama and a house of uh, family of lemurs. Um, they're out here west of Fort Worth and um, they're the charity that the local con and I call my home con, Texas Free Fiesta, has sponsored since TFF uh, was founded. And um, having been out there, they do some amazing work. And they, uh, uh, big under big, big cat Derek, uh, he posts mm -hmm. videos on YouTube and stuff like that. And it's an amazing, amazing place. And without the furry community, um, they may not have been around. So, yeah, it's an amazing organization. Indeed. Yes, I am familiar with his work. Uh, Walk Compound. Uh, I, I don't know if you'd call them video podcasts or just him being silly, but it gives us an insight to uh, his work and all that they do up there and all these wonderful big cats gathered together in this one spot to where they can live out the rest of their lives in peace. Um, one in particular, of course, is uh, Cassie, the cougar, uh, the squeakiest cougar of them all. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, again, uh, with the Omega Republic's program, uh, Phil receives... Within the 30 days after its post, we, the Omega Republic, will donate $1 towards the charity. Uh, we uh, thank you for joining us here on Suiting Up for Life. Now let's get to know our guest with us today. All right. Now, I guess the best place to start is how long you've been part of the fandom, and what exactly brought you here? What started you off in this direction? Uh, for the furry fandom, I guess I would say I've adopted it, or it adopted me some six years ago. Um, leading up to that time, I guess there was um, a just kind of, you know, not really quite associating with the furry fandom but aware of it for a number of years and uh 
with the creation of Green Dragon, just fully embraced it and went all in. What uh, what was your first experience in the furry fandom exactly, you think? First experience, um, well, we could go, say, the first con that I attended, which was Texas Furry Fiesta back in 2015. I would, I'm going to say that was the pivotal moment that just, I threw myself into the fandom at that time. <laughs> um, at that point, Green Dragon was just a vision. He was something up in my head that was rattling around uh, trying to get out, and I didn't know how to uh, bring him out. And actually, the part of uh, going to that con was to learn how to build fursuits. And after attending that, um, between over that summer to Labor Day weekend at uh, Matfit Fur Meet, Greed Dragon was born. Nice. And so from there, other characters have joined the party. <laughs> So a convention is what, a furry convention is what really started you into it then? Yeah, yeah. Uh, there was a bit of a push. Some bad things were happening at work and I needed a break and the convention was like two weeks away and it was like the escape. Hmm. I gotcha. And, yeah. It, it was the final push that shoved me all the way in and and you know the rest is history. Mm -hmm. Alrighty, Cosmic. Uh, okay, so uh, considering the fandom, what do you do towards contributing to it? Said fandom, like music, art, voice uh, acting, charity, etc. And if so. Uh, if you could elaborate on what you do to contribute towards the fandom and why do you prefer said style? Um, as far as contributing to the fandom, I would say um, it started with the making of Green Dragon and from there making fursuits. And I have, at this point, I've taken a few commissions and um, uh, created a few uh heads and fursuits for, for other people. So I would say along the lines of the creating the fursuits, but also with a background of electronics, you know, doing the uh, digital eyes and stuff like that. And, you know, that's, that's a big part of what I've been contributing, but also uh, with uh, some of the cons I've been, I've been helping that, cons for uh, just about since I started uh, really joined into the fandom. The following year it was uh, helping out, being a volunteer, being the grunt running here, there, you know, doing whatever. 
So hmm. just, just, just kind of like a, a gopher. That's where it started. <laughs> and from there, it's, um, yeah, you know, being a part of uh, the con, uh, being on staff, being, you know, a responsible, okay, responsible for, <laughs> you know, some sort of, uh, you know, like military intelligence somewhere, but it happens. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it does. I, I agree with you there. Being part of the community myself, I know where you're coming from. Also, yeah. fellow gopher, hoof bump. <laughs> yeah. Same here. Yeah. And, you know, and that's been part of some of the most interesting um, interactions, you know, mm -hmm. being the, the new furry, not knowing and stuff like that. That's, um, I've met a hotel manager, unfortunately, that way, being a door guard at the dealer's den for a con. Manager walks up. I didn't pay attention to manager on his lapel. And the dealer's den wasn't open. It was still in setup. Oh, and no. I asked him, you know, uh, you know, the dealer's den's not open. Uh, it'll be open shortly. Can you come back? And he didn't really take offense to it. But he just kind of brushed up. So I'm not allowed in my own ballroom as manager of the hotel and you know <laughs> the instant embarrassment and all that sets in but in the years since you know we've you know we've talked and stuff like that and shared stories you know ever since so it was the introduction that led to a, a, a another friend hmm. That's pretty cool. I like that. <laughs> oh, you poor, poor dragon. Oh, my goodness. Oh, it's... That's not the first time. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, Plain Green Dragon has been an interesting ride. Can't <sighs> That, that's the beauty of it. And, right. Mm -hmm. you know, when, I mean, when you can, when you see people smiling and you hear them laugh, that's, that's the biggest reward. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. I agree with that. 100%. You know, taking a small detour, I, for one, have to applaud you for being so consistent and just doing your daily, you know, good morning video clips on uh, Twitter, just to know that that video might reach someone that particular day and just put that, you know, temporary smile on their face. The, well, what, you want to go through why that started? Actually, I do. Let's go through it. Uh, it started as, you know, I told you, you know, I was going through some rough times and that drove me to go to my first con and then create 
ended up creating Green Dragon. It was about a year later. Actually, it was almost exactly a year later. And I was at the same con, second year. And when I get back to work, there's a pink slip on my desk saying that um, you're basically being laid off. <sighs> Wasn't a surprise, but even if you're expecting such news, it was tough. And that's kind of where it started was, okay, I need a message. I need something to do in the morning to get me going. And that's kind of where the short morning clip started was it was my own way of getting me out up and going to to start the day and since starting that going to cons having people come up and say thank you for doing that i I was taken aback by how many people actually um, responded and continued to respond to to it. So, you know, it, it started out just, you know, as something I was doing to get me started, but I didn't realize how many it was touching to to help them start their day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's... I can honestly say it's it's hit me once or twice just to hear that rawr. <laughs> yeah, yeah. First thing in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> and 90% of the time it's just spurs a moment. Occasionally there's an idea that comes in mind. You know, that would be a good idea to try and, and try and remember it for the morning and stuff like that. Most of it's improv, isn't it? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Most definitely. As far as your cast of characters, I didn't really notice like any set pattern. You just kind of mix it up as you go, with the exception of, quote-unquote, Catterday. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, how about Wolfie Wednesday? Um... Yeah, there's a smattering of characters. Um, occasionally, yeah, one of the others will will strike a chord and, and make an appearance. And there's a few that haven't made an appearance in a while that have um, don't probably get quite as much recognition as you know the the main the main group of um, Green Dragon, Gooseberry, and uh, Ruddy. Mm-hmm. This kind of gets into our next question. Uh, I'm sorry, was you getting ready to say something? No, go ahead, go ahead. Well, we'll just uh, go ahead and get into this next question then. Uh, well, it was basically to ask if you were a suitor, which <laughs> we can throw that part out the window. <laughs> and as far as who made your suit, I think you pretty much already said and explained that you yourself make your own suits. I've made my own suits, yes. I made Green Dragon and actually am in the process of remaking him 
currently trying doing some updates, you know, changing a few things, but um, making some improvements on them. And that's a current work in progress. Uh, Gooseberry is not one that I made. That is a beast cub fursuit that um, started out as uh, one of her drawings on a pie plate. Mm -hmm. And it just kind of uh, developed from there as she started with a piebald snow leopard. And next thing you know, it's a saber-toothed piebald snow leopard that um, is also kaiju, a city destroyer. Okay, back up a minute. So you're telling me you went from eating apple pie to making a snow leopard. Yeah. <laughs> hey, creativity in its finest. Um, yep. Takes all kinds. And so that's why. Yep. But, you know, yeah. Beast Cub does some phenomenal work. Uh, you know, some, some of the um, friends I've developed in the fandom over the year have, you know, have uh, also some of her suits and um, it was kind of a goal of mine to at least get one. I do have two of hers now. Hmm. So, exactly. There, there is another Beast Cub character that, uh, Keelan, that I'm still trying to feel out the premise of that character yet. So, haven't that one hasn't seen a whole lot of... Uh, activity at this point so exactly how many how many structured characters do you have then ah structured characters oh shoot um that are in existence now or planned <laughs> let's just go with an existence <laughs> yeah <laughs> if planned, it could be like Peytonville from the Nationwide commercials. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, there's a five, six, seven, maybe. <laughs> That's enough. Yeah. <laughs> hey, one for each day of the week. <laughs> well, that's good. Yeah. Work that out somehow. Yeah. Uh, some of them are still a little bit more of a work in progress at, at this point. And, um, but like you, you were asking, you know, developed characters, mm -hmm. um, Green Dragon, Gooseberry, and Ruddy are, are the most developed characters. They have a personality, they have a voice, they have a, a character that's behind them. Um, and yeah, they each explore a different headspace. Have you thought about maybe doing like comic strips like for these characters? Or doing like, I don't know, storybooks? Something of that nature. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. 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 <laughs> uh oh! What did I do? Did I did I did I do something I probably shouldn't have? <laughs> well, 
well, we got a whole cast of characters. Now we just need to throw them into a situation. Oh, dear. I probably shouldn't oh, have said that. Oh, dear. No, we don't need the more characters. <laughs> we don't need more. You've got three. Just stick with those. Three most developed. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I think we better move on to the next question. <laughs> yeah, Copper will get nuts over here. Anyways, uh, let's delve in a little bit further. Uh, based on your choice of your, let's say, primary Sona, because uh, yeah. you know, I got three there, but on your primary Sona, do you feel it represents your personality more, or would you rather be, would you rather be more emotionally like it? And you know, you can share anything from real life that also incorporates uh, and works into your Sona. Uh, to answer that, I will refer to when I first showed Green Dragon to a good friend and co-worker that I had worked with for practically two decades. The first time I showed him Green Dragon, he about lost it, and his first words was, that is you, that has always been you. And, you know, he saw right through, you know, you know, through the character to, to who I was, to who the character was to be. And, you know, that was a big, you know, part of uh, the anxiety at first was my anxiety was who was Green Dragon. And uh, when he said that, he answered it completely. So you were even kind of uncertain what Green Dragon was, but your co-worker's like, that's you. It's exactly you. It's always been you. Yeah, from, from his very, very first sight of him. It was, yeah, it was um, just that instantaneous. Huh. So. The typical personalities of a dragon, well, I should say stereotypical personalities of a dragon, is, of course, they love to hoard things. They're kind of gruff and kind of solo and breathe fire. yeah breathe yeah. fire <laughs> hey 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 yeah i, ho I, I hope you got a over there <laughs> you drink your blood juice but would you consider green dragon having any of those traits that's that's one thing I will say has been influenced by um, an author uh, that reading her books and reading her characters and development of dragons and society and stuff like that. And one of the statements she said about her books was she wanted to portray dragons not as the stereotypical dragon but as something that is good that is kind that is devoted and that is um you know more noble and you know through her dozens of books of uh, of this uh, of this series the uh, and mccaffrey and her dragon riders of pern series it was people working together with dragons that 
literally saved the world, kept it safe. And that was a big influence of behind uh, part of where Green Dragon is, who he is, what he is. So he's hmm. part of the Dragon Force, you would say? Uh, maybe not so much <laughs> a Dragon Force, but the personality, the character. You know, not the stereotypical, oh, I'm going to hoard everything. And, you know, overly grow. You know, like an opposite, opposite dragon. Hey, here's some gold. Just deal with it. Just leaves. Mm. Yeah. But, you know, that's where Red, the Red uh, Dragon Mask comes in, is that, yes, he is very much the dragon. And his history is not exactly a pretty one. But age has tempered him to a, a certain extent. But he still is a still is a very powerful character. I don't think I can add anything to that. Uh, I will ask, though, if you could put the name of that book and the author in the uh, voice posting chat, and I will make sure to add that in later. Okay. If you don't mind. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, in the country. And that's, uh, let's see. And, okay. Hmm. The, yeah, there's, oh shoot, I forget how many books there are in that series. That was something that uh, started as a short story back in the late 70s. I think it was an analog an analog uh, magazine. It was a short story. But yeah, it's a interesting story. <laughs> interesting series. I look forward to at least checking it out. Appreciate it. Yep. Uh, next question. Uh, being a being a furry in kind of interacting with society, was there a point where you feel more or less alone than what you became, what you are? Mm. Has it has it opened up more opportunities towards making friends? Um. I would say yes, as you know, at first it was very was uh, very anxious, very nervous about it. But as as time uh, went on, um, I you know fully adopted it, and basically, yeah, I'm a furry, you know, and go on. Um, so much so that even at work, you know, I get questioned 
questions from work, you know, when are we going to see this character again? I miss them. And it's like, you know, it, it's, you know, I, I've had requests from my work lead for specific characters to show up. And, you know, it, it's fun, it's interesting, and a little bit intimidating at times. Hmm. Say, for example, you're at a convention, you're suited up. Do you feel like you can go up and hug every single stranger that, you know, offers to give you a hug? Or do you feel like you kind of have to just kind of be off, off by yourself a little bit? The being in character... Um, being in character is watching people and watching their body language and seeing, you know, are they, are they interested? Are they, you know, is there a curiosity or is there, you know, a bit of a shun, you know, I, you know, being in suit, seeing both sides of that. There are those that, yeah, they don't want anything to do with you. Okay, fine. You know, have, have, have a good day. There are those that are in the middle that they're curious, but they're not quite sure. And then, then there's the other group that's all in, run right up to you and give you a hug. The, usually the most interesting experiences is those that are curious, but not quite sure. Um, I've, one time I was in Green Dragon just before I got to the convention early and there was a, um, solar and renewable energy convention that was still wrapping up that was going on. Okay, let's go in suit and mingle. <laughs> okay. Uh, it it was a perfect opportunity. And okay, I ended up on the second floor and decided to take the escalators down to the main level. And there was three gentlemen, you know, a little ways from the escalator, suit and ties, you know, all professional looking. And I literally, you know, watching them coming down the escalator, they were pointing and talking about something that was on the escalator. It's like, okay, let's just go up to these, these gentlemen and, you know, you know, see what's going on. And they seemed interested enough and went up to them and asked them and basically broke the ice of, you know, what brings you to Dallas Fort Worth and their response kind of took me aback. Oh, we're here because we are the executive CEOs of the hotel chain. Okay. And can we get a picture of you? As I, okay, three suit and ties just asked me for a picture and they're the executive board of directors. Okay, Green Dragon. Um, 
my response was, I feel maybe a little undressed. Should I be wearing a tie for this picture? Yeah. Green Dragon, the character tries to be a little bit witty. They picked it up and says, well, if we understand it, your suit probably costs more than the three of ours combined. And that's how it went. But, you know, being in character, interacting with the public is, is as much fun and as interesting uh, as being inside the furry community, say, during a convention. There, there's been so many opportunities um, outside of a convention that have been largely positive. Sometimes heart-stopping, but largely <laughs> positive. When you have a sheriff's deputy yell out, stop, dragon, stop. And, okay, <laughs> how do I not look intimidating with claws, with uh, fangs, and uh, how do I not look intimidating now? Does it work? Does not work. <laughs> yeah. No, she just wanted a picture. My goodness. She was actually attempting to was a at one point she saw me earlier and was a thought about stopping traffic so that she could get across to get me then, but she was hoping she would catch me at a later time. Or catch Green Dragon at a later time. <laughs> you made your character too appealing. <laughs> I, I'm just being... That's just being Green Dragon. <laughs> and, yeah, it it's fun, it's interesting... And, you know, seeing people smile, hear them laugh is the greatest reward one could ask for. Yeah. Can't argue with that logic. Mm. Very true. Uh, okay, I guess we'll uh, get to the next question here in the uh, set. Um, during your day today, since becoming part of the furry fandom, uh, what are some things that you started doing differently in your life? I know you said you know you started to get to kind of get the escape from work. You started doing the daily posts on Twitter, but is there anything else besides that, or you know something that you've said, okay, I'm going to start doing this, and that's now being part of your lifestyle? I mean. Just answer as best as you can. It doesn't have to be anything super detailed, but if anything, you know. Uh, probably the biggest thing I would say is seeing that initial reaction has changed, has changed my attitude a lot in that being grumpy and being upset drives people away. Being 
happy, being cheerful, being open brings people in. Um, it was after that first convention and diving into the furry phantom fandom, um, tried a little experiment and it was just going around shopping. And one time it was being, you know, gruff and grumpy and, you know, basically, obviously not wanting to deal with anybody. And then trying the same thing, being, you know, positive, being happy, being open, you know, telling people hi and making eye contact. And it was surprising how not only um, the people that worked at the store responded, but also the other shoppers around, you know, mm. just little things can make a big influence on how you're perceived when you, you know, trying being uh, more positive brings out more positive in other people. Being negative drives people away. Mm -hmm. that, that's, that's one thing that really, really struck it, uh, joining the fandom is that, you know, helping and being, the, being a positive um, role model, being, the, uh, you know, through the morning videos and stuff like that, so many have said, you know, thank you. And and come up and said that and expressed, you know, expressed that, you know, it's helped them through, you know, you know, whatever was going on in their lives. You know, that's, that's a huge, you know, that's a huge, you know, uh, reward. That's a huge, you know, uh, thank you. Yeah. So in turn, you made the videos to help support yourself, but in turn you supported others and then they end up supporting you and it just a never ending cycle for yeah. you now. Exactly. You know, it would pay it forward. I didn't realize it at the time, but that's what it is. That's what it was. Hmm. Nice. Like pay it forwards. And no, this is not a sponsored ad for Pay It Forward for PayPal either. Just in case whoever's watching this, this is not a sponsored ad, or at least not the start of a sponsored ad. Well, just don't put it in the description. I think everybody will figure that one out. I guess I could put it in the description just to mess with people, but you know. <laughs> giving you an idea. Yep. PayPal, sponsor us. <laughs> That'd be great. We already pay everybody through PayPal anyway. Well, we've said uh, PayPal enough for it to be an ad, so I guess this is an ad. <clears throat> PayPal, please give us money. Poor. <laughs> I'll handle the money in the treasurer, so. Embezzle, embezzle. Uh. 
So throughout that endless wave of positivity, you just continue to grow and make more characters. Yeah, yeah, and you know, each one is a the fun part is coming up with exploring the character and seeing seeing what develops. Each one explores a little bit different a different avenue. Um Gooseberry, when I first got him, I didn't know what that character was gonna be. And pretty soon, you know. Gooseberry is a little bit self-conscious and, you know, can't pass a mirror without brushing and preening a little bit. But I think Gooseberry secretly wants to be a newscaster. Now, hmm. where that came from, I, it was just one of the, I think it was one of the early morning videos at one time, and all of a sudden he does... Uh, a little news report for, you know, oh, the, uh, the traffic report. And next thing you know, okay, where did that come from? <laughs> I had no <laughs> idea that was going to happen. So if you had a news desk, a camera crew, and one of those swivel chairs, uh, you would probably stick Gooseberry in a suit and then be one of those people that turns around saying, good morning. I'm Gooseberry with the 6 o'clock news. <laughs> oh, absolutely. He would be absolutely comfortable doing that. And we would, uh, yeah, that would be Gooseberry's dream job. <laughs> I tried to do that once. <laughs> I mean, it was in college, but, you know, we didn't really have a national radio station, but we did go up to the sound booth in the auditorium and actually record the news. Was going on around campus. Yeah, we didn't have weather and traffic reports because we're on campus, so you know. But we did news reports about things going on at the school. Like uh, my news report was mainly on the new bookstore that was being uh, built my last year. So okay. it was fun, fun stuff. Oh, absolutely! It's fun to screw around when nobody's around, but then somebody breaks in. It's like, oh crap. <laughs> just to be correct because if i'm not correct i know this person's going to you know be like huh you effed up <laughs> you messed up <laughs> yeah you so actually paying attention oh no oh no yeah i just i'm not when i'm the center of attention and all eyes are on me it's not a good I, i'm not i'm not well working under that kind of pressure so if yeah. you had if you had a camera crew, an editing crew, and a green screen, I could honestly see like all three of your main characters being like supporting roles in a news report. Like Gooseberry, of course, being the anchor, yeah. <laughs> okay. The co anchor, the sports report, and the weather. That's all you need. What? <laughs> If you want to make it funny, you gotta have a, you gotta have you can't use your characters you got now. You gotta have dumb names for your characters. Like the anchor's name would be you know Thor because because it hurts. You know I'm Thor because it hurts. Oh, cosmic. Uh, yeah, you don't know how cool story. Ah. <laughs> uh. 
worth names. You're going to. Oh, God. Don't make me bring my co-worker in here. <laughs> I'm saying I could come up with worse names. Oh, no. We're kind of getting off topic here. Um, and this, this is not going to be a good setup for this question, but uh, let's just say you're at a convention. There's a person who just practically wandered off the street seeing all these characters walking around has never been involved in the furry fandom never seen a furry post never read anything on twitter seen any artwork or anything like that they walk in there they walk into the convention and say hey you know what i'm gonna get a con badge i don't know why but i'm gonna get it but thing is they have no clue of anything and they walk up to you and they ask so, where exactly do I start with this fandom? Do I mean, where's the best place to go? What do I need to experience first to get the full understanding of the fandom? What, what exactly would you say to that person? Well, first of all, you just described an experience I have had in Green Dragon. And oh. it was a gentleman that um was not a part of the furry fandom and was actually quite um nervous and almost uh almost scared of it you know all these crazy people in costumes and uh he was almost to the point of being frightened and ended up yeah, he was basically there to support a family member that wanted to go through con and they and he you know, he was helping them get to the con and stuff like that, but he wasn't a part of the fandom. And as Green Dragon um just kind of slowly started talking with him and and all that and you could literally see him relax uh, as the conversation went on and caught up with him, you know, several times during the convention and stuff like that. And, you know, by the end, you know, he was, you know, you know, describing, you know, what he had seen, what he had done and the, you know, what an amazing weekend he had. So, you know, it's not, you know, it's not so much you lead, you know, someone, you know, go here, do this and stuff like that. It's just experience it. You know, at times it's just, just watching the people, watching the characters and seeing, you know, what's going on, the, the interaction, you know, of, you know, friends that hadn't seen each other in a long time and this is the convention that they get to see each other maybe once a year. You know, friends that have known each other and, and stuff like that and new friend friendships, you know, uh, taking taking shape. So, you know, as far as a new person coming, seeing a convention for the first time, 
yeah, it's overwhelming. It's yeah, it, take it slowly, take it easy. It's easy to get lost and forget yourself. Or forget to eat for three days. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. When uh my when I attended MFF my second year, I was told by the our uh, beloved gopher leaders of the six two one rule. Always have six hours of sleep each day. Always make sure to get at least two meals. And then always to make sure to have at least one shower. Take at least one shower per day. <laughs> yep. Two out of three ain't bad. <laughs> I agree. I mean, the two meal. Go ahead. No, that, that's. I, I just say yeah, I agree absolutely. The two meals thing is sometimes absolutely not ever going to happen with me. So, but sometimes it does. Yep. Yep. And you know, sometimes you know, anymore with you know, meeting up with different friends and stuff like that, it's. You know, let's let's arrange to have a good meal at some point and and you know just get together. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Can't do that anymore though. Not the well, let's yeah. let's not. Yeah. But yeah, I absolutely understand what you do. We used to do that, uh, me and Copper with uh, my cousin Sam. We used to hit the. The Dixies every every Wednesday at church, usually. Okay. But Dixies is just you know a little home style kind of restaurant. I was about ready to say cosmic. Um, not everybody knows what Dixies is around here. That's you could have just said you could have just yeah, said the local yeah, restaurant. It's a little home style <laughs> restaurant. <laughs> yeah, we don't do that anymore mainly because either we're too busy or Sam's too busy usually. Because Sam's got kids and stuff, and we don't. Well, you know, even even outside the furry fandom, getting together with you know friends and and family, you know, for you know even a small meal or or just a quick you know bite, it is still a good thing. Yeah, I mean, I, I have that every Sunday. Uh, I go to my parents' house for lunch, and then kind of hang out for a few hours and at four o'clock I go back home to go back to sleep because I work third shift and that's uh, yeah that, that's why I have about one meal a day then instead of two I have it at work and then I come home and pass out uh, that's kind of why I usually don't get two two meals a day yeah anyway that's not important, pertinent to this conversation this podcast so You're the only one I know that uses that word, impertinent. <laughs> I'll be one of the only people that uses these words that, that you need the source for. Uh, mm. They have to make change for those. <laughs> it's not going to happen, no. <laughs> I, 
using words that you have to look at the dictionary or the source for, and it's like, I still don't understand what that word means. I'll never use it in, in passing. I will. Because I mostly the, the people that come up with, like, I, I say some erroneously long, unused word, of it. what? Because they don't say anything, but the faces say something like, <laughs> that, that, that's that, that's my that's the thing in life. It's like you know you have one, you have one guilty pleasure. Mind seeing the ridiculous like what on people's faces. That's what I do. That's why I'm here. Yep. No, oh, cosmic. You're gonna be the death of me. So you're the one that brings out super expialidocious. No, I'm the one who brings out no because no, that's that's not a real word. I'm the one who actually uses real words or, you know, combinations of words that are also real. Like, ab absolutely, positively and stuff, you know? <laughs> I don't know what these, all these abs, abs, absolutely, positively people are. I don't know where that comes from because I'm talking about ab absolutely, positively. Okay, don't make me break out the Scrabble dictionary. I don't use that. I've never used the Scrabble dictionary. I don't. I don't trust it. It's false. It's like, oh, I just put a letter here. It makes okay. Word. Okay. 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 Let's be clear. Cosmic is okay. You're familiar with the grammar Nazi. Cosmic is the grammar Axis power. <laughs> A superpower. I can do anything I want with words, letters, punctuation, and grammar. I will bring you down. Oh, cosmic is the wordsmith. Yes. That's partly correct. Well, he's got a literature liter bleh, a literature major. Well, not a major, but Yes it is. It's a bachelor's literary degree. Yes, I have a degree. I have a bachelor's in English literature. With a certificate in journalist spread. Okay. Because I didn't want to teach kids because I'd probably either be looking for a job or in jail. <laughs> what? Okay. Moving on. If I would have gotten the education major, either I would be looking for a job because I can't stand kids or I'd be in jail because I can't stand kids. <laughs> Okay. Um, Twenty points. Um, that went in in a completely un un uh, unintended direction. Um, hey, you started it. No, 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 no. I no, 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 no. He has a literary degree. Oh, why don't we get back to our guest? <laughs> we need to know more about our guest and less about you right now. All I got is electronics degree. That's a cool degree. I wish I had a degree that actually allowed me to have a job and what I'm good at. I didn't go to college. I used to work, used to work, work at a newspaper. Then they went digital. I, <laughs> I was no longer needed. Well, I mean, somebody still has to, you know, type in them words, whether it's on goes on newsprint or on someone's screen. Apparently, it wasn't me. <laughs> <laughs> 